Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Courtney Bagby Lupillin is the CEO and founder of Little Red Management, the go-to talent manager for reality TV stars from shows on ABC, CBS, MTV, and Netflix, including The Bachelor and Bachelorette, Big Brother, and The Circle. Her current client roster includes Claire Crawley, Demi Burnett, Corey Warden, Dipti Bompati, Sammy Cimarelli, and more. And I just saw that you signed Bliss from Love, and Love is Blind, which is very exciting. Yes, I love that her. show. Yeah, welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Courtney. Welcome. <laughs> Before we get into TikTok, tell us a little bit more about your background and your journey into working with reality stars and starting Little Red Management. How did you start your company? Yeah, so I actually was always like a super big fan of reality TV, and I ended up moving down to LA five years ago now and worked at a talent agency for like the first year, and I really wanted to work with reality TV stars, but we mostly managed a lot of actors and actresses, and I I mean, honestly, you guys, that was at the time where the digital world was sort of like picking up, you know, like digital creators were becoming a thing. YouTubers were huge and those people were the ones making a lot of money, right? And like, even the reality TV stars, I was like, what? Like, you're making that much per post, like almost as much as like celebrity talent were making, right? So I ended up like, I I ended up bothering my boss a little bit about bringing on like a Bachelor contestant and she was like, not having it. She's like, it's never going to happen. Like, stop. Like, and I ended up like leaving, putting in my two weeks, like, the next week, I would say, and was like, okay, like, I'm going to go do my own thing that, or like, you didn't tell her that, but I just said like, okay, I'm going to put in my two weeks. And she was like, you're going to go do your own thing, huh? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, like I have, I only had access to like, by access, I mean, I only kind of befriended like five reality stars that I could like really pitch and work with at that time. But I like knew that I wanted to be able to control kind of like who I worked with and like actually work with people that I actually liked, not liked, but like we're doing well. And like that I watched on TV because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, I'm the one like selling them to brands and like, that's how I know them, you know, and for them. You have to believe in them in order to be able to sell them. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and, and to this day, if someone comes on and I like, or like reaches out to me and I don't know them or maybe not even a personal fan of them from the show. Mm-hmm. Like I won't work with them because I feel like oh. I don't know how to like pitch them. Oh, so you have to like really already, you wouldn't just be like, oh, whatever show you're on. It's a show you've already watched that you're going to be working with the people on. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And which shows are those besides The Bachelor? Well, we yeah. had The Bachelor, we had Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Yeah. So You guys mentioned a lot. There's like the circle. I have people from like, of course, Big Brother. I have some YouTubers. And then I have people from like MTV shows. So Teen Mom, Challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, There's now CBS Challenge. And honestly like that because literally there's so many reality stars from all those like Bachelor and Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. They all get new people all the time. Do you guys watch any of the shows? Yes. I do, yeah. I'm a big reality TV. I'm like, I need to get work in reality TV. Do you know what? 
Yeah. I did, yeah. It works for a company who did a couple of the Housewives franchises, the Love and Hip Hop franchises. But I know I'm a big Love is Blind fan, so I was very excited to see Love is Blind people on your roster. Yeah. I love that. Dina, you also worked with Summer House. Yeah, Summer. Some bra- a lot of Bravo shows, yeah. Some I know. Well, and I feel like Bravo actually, like, are the only shows that I never watched. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, like, never watched and, like, haven't worked with to this day because, like, I just, like, don't really know them. And my It's a whole universe. Friends, yeah, my friends are like, um, you should have managed people from Vanderpump. And I'm like, I know. Definitely. Yeah. yeah like, well, I, and I know all them. Like, I, I mean, I know who they are. I don't know them personally. Right. But I know who they are. But it's like, I don't know. I still think to this day, I'm like, how do I, like, sell someone if I, like, don't know their, like, backstory? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, also, are the people who you're working with, do they already have an established platform on like Instagram and TikTok or are you kind of helping them get that going? Yeah. So everyone that I work does like work with already does have an established following in some capacity and mostly because I just, I mean, I mostly like watch reality and I don't know like a lot of TikTokers and I don't Mm -hmm. know a lot of the other people like I just am not super into it you know but like Mm -hmm. I like into other content creators shall I say like I just don't know them you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. in a lot of the times like people will come to me and I don't know who they are and I have taken chances on people outside of reality tv and we've been extremely successful together still, but it's more so the fact that I've like become a fan of them, right? I already know that they're specifically um, going to be successful because they've already been successful without a manager. So they yes. have already had that following, if that and makes sense. How do they feel when you tell them to do TikTok? Yeah, that's, that, that's always hard, especially with these reality <laughs> TV people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you, you have know, like a, a story or anything about a particular one? Or you could talk also more in general. Actually, terms. like, yes, but like mm-hmm. it's very similar stories, like across the board, honestly. So, like, first of all, my biggest thing, like, with cross, like, like multiple different pro- platforms is like, especially when you're coming off reality TV it is, it's already overwhelming for them because it's like a new job new like a new routine that they have to get into right and like a totally new like career essentially now and so them posting on instagram is like their main source of income i feel like when they first get off the show right so then it kind of turns into like the fact that like can they even be consistent on multiple different platforms right Mm -hmm. i'm never going to tell someone to start a youtube or a tiktok if they're just never going to post you know what i mean But what I do get frustrated about is if you are posting organically and video content already on Instagram, which you're going to die on Instagram and on social media if you are not posting in feeds, reels, and TikToks, then why are you not posting on TikTok already, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I do have this one girl where, like, I don't know if, like, like she's been on TV from, like, five years ago. So definitely, like, more used to, like, doing really beautiful Instagram photo content, right? And like Mm -hmm. video content has been very out of her comfort zone. And so, and she's not really 
very like she's not on TikTok all the time and mm-hmm. she doesn't really know how to do it and like how it works. So TikTok to her is very like taunting mm-hmm. and like she's scared to post on there because she's like, oh my God, I'm getting like no likes. Like I have 10 followers, <laughs> like no one cares. You know, because it doesn't matter who you are. Like, you have to go viral. You have to be. Well, we talk about this a lot where celebrities join TikTok and they clearly don't know anything about TikTok. And it's just like either someone's making it for them and it's really forced or it's just like incredibly awkward, the content that they – and then there's the ones like Lizzo who are like amazing at TikTok (laughs) because they watch TikTok. But like also don't you think – exactly. But also don't you think it's like this weird thing of like – what does well on Instagram isn't going to do well on TikTok. So like mm-hmm. you have to know like both of the platforms and that's, what's hard. You really can't post the same piece of content and do well on both. Mm-hmm. Like Instagram. So like for the prettiness of it, I feel like is the best way to say it. And mm-hmm. TikTok and like an aesthetic TikTok is like long form. Like people won't mm-hmm. get ready with me rawness, like see the authentic you. And it's so interesting. Cause like, I, I mean, I was talking about this last night with my cousin of, like, their dog is getting a following on Instagram, but, like, no – and, like, so many views. They have under a 1,000 followers. It doesn't matter. Getting so many views and they're posting the same on TikTok, getting none. Because mm-hmm. it's, like – so it's, like, what do you do on TikTok that's going to, like, bump the algorithm, really? What advice do you give them? You know, I was, like, talking about last night and I was telling them that they needed to do, like, more long-form content. And, like, ways to be, like, creative and funny on TikTok versus, like, Instagram, I feel like, is more, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's, like, Instagram's more, like, of the relatable content that you, like, share with your friends, more aesthetically pleasing. Whereas TikTok, maybe people are trying to find stuff that, like, relates to them. I don't know. Like, you have to get people to keep watching it or for it to keep replaying Mm -hmm. is what I've learned so like seven seconds or three minutes (laughs) yeah we always say TikTok feels like you have to be your more authentic self so I think Dipti does a really good job and she has a huge TikTok following so how does that translate and if you want to talk about her specifically or someone else or in general to your job where you bring in brands and you partner so someone has a big TikTok following how does that translate then to them making money yeah so I think it's been interesting in the last few years personally because I think you see TikTok talent that are known and like celebrity talent and then you have people that are just have like a huge TikTok following and are like TikTokers and like but they don't really have the like I guess notoriety of like people knowing who they are or like the normal person knowing who they are. So it's actually been like really interesting, like even with like pricing them and stuff, because my talent, my bigger talent on Instagram, even if they only have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok or two hundred, like they're not gonna do stuff for super cheap. Like it's still, it's still like gonna be their Instagram pricing sort of in the sense that like they have to do the same amount of work for it essentially, and they still most of the time the brands still pay for being able to use the content. So like being able to use it and paid access. And do brands reach out to you or do you reach out to them for the TikTok? So I, you know, it's, it's funny because I said earlier, I was telling someone that I like, 
I feel like it's really like 90% of the time I reach out and the other 10% is like the brands coming to us. But I think really it just depends on the kind of like the person that it is too, like how often they post and like how much of a name they've made for themselves too and like become a creator, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say a lot of the times it is me like reaching out being like, hey, like what are you working on? Like what's this L'Oreal campaign that you're doing? Like what type of talent are you looking for? And I get creative, like it depends. Like do they want reality? they want someone that's not well known right Mm -hmm. like do they want someone that's only going to do a TikTok for $500 like Mm -hmm. that's going to be like so many different questions that I ask them you know in order to do the TikTok but I would honestly say a lot of time is like me reaching out and like reaching out to agencies and brands seeing what they're working on in the TikTok space and quite frankly honestly I'm still like learning that side of things and I think it's still ever-changing because like I do think that majority of the campaigns I have right now are on Instagram. Right. When you're sort of strategizing when it comes to your brand deals, you were saying that it's actually mostly you going to the different companies and pitching them your reality stars. So do you sometimes tell reality stars or instruct them to like post in a certain way to be attractive towards certain brands? Yeah. Or do you feel like it's more like the other way around or a little bit? So I think it, I think it, it's actually like, it really is a combination of both, especially with the talent that I manage and work with like super closely every day we have campaigns, et cetera. Like it's constantly kind of figuring out like, what are your dream brands and like, how can we attract those brands? But like, also like, it seems so like too good to be true but it's like all about consistency and like high quality content so like me just being like okay you're a family so like I want you to post with your kids every day and like post something right there in of itself is going to attract brands and brands will come to us too right Mm -hmm. but then it's like it's this weird thing though because like also I do like it when my talent send me like a TikTok especially TikTok because I'm not super on top of seeing all the TikToks and being like, Hey, Courtney, like I did a get ready with me. And, you know, I use this plump lipstick or whatever. Can you reach out to them? Mm -hmm. Like that's actually like super helpful for me because then I can like share something that they've already posted and like try to get a brand deal. And I would say, you know, half of those are successful. Like that seems goes with like, stories like luckily like I'm on Instagram more so like I see a lot of my clients stories and you should see how many screenshots I have on my phone of just like them posting like a or drinking from a drink that weekend and like me saving it in my camera roll because like I'm gonna number one I'm gonna reach out and like share that screenshot and number Mm -hmm. two like you never know when like that brand will reach out and I'll be like oh look like she posted Starbucks today or like oh, like, look, there's Duncan, like, she posted it before, and and sometimes I have to work with them, like, if someone says, oh, can you send me, like, you know, who talks about Duncan, then, like, I do have to go to my clients and be like, hey, like, I'll ask only the few that I've ever seen post about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, can you send me, like, a few instances where you talked about um, Duncan? So they're yeah. talking about these brands kind of already organically and then you see like, oh, it, this could actually be monetized in a way with a brand partnership. Yeah, like that goes both, that does go both ways. Like 
it's very much like if I see it, like I think that the larger brands are a little bit harder, but there's definitely times where like I have a client that posts about Burger King like once a month and like I'm still working on that damn Burger King campaign from like a year ago and I send every single screenshot that she posts and like I'm super on it because like one day it'll work you know what I mean (laughs) and like also I mean this is a great example like I I'm like one of my my favorite examples of a campaign coming to life is like I did a one of my clients posted free people for like a year I mean she would tag them and like do like to know it which like how familiar are you guys with like to know it is that a clothing like Amazon store or something? Kind of like they get commission for mm-hmm. posting those links. Right. So like I literally shared like a document of her posting like every single free people post mm-hmm. like from nine months before and like took like downloaded the PDF from like to know it showing all of her sales. And I was like, here, like, look, like so-and-so is a huge fan. Like, can we please do something? And now to this day, we've worked with them for like a year and a half nonstop every month, like wow. with that brand. So like, it does really, it does really matter to do like post organically brands that you do love, but it's hard because other clients, you know, some clients right. are like, I want to get paid. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, also, that. yeah, because then it's like I'm giving them free advertising essentially. Well, and also don't get me wrong. Like there is times lots of times that this happens where like my client will post for a ski resort to get a free hotel room and then that next week I'm trying to get her a campaign with a ski pass company and it's a competitor of the hotel that she just posted about for free mm-hmm. so I and, and I told I mean I tell people people this all the time like one of my clients is like hey like can I do fashion nova and what I said to her was yes it might not be paid as much right as like whatever but like my my problem is I don't want to dilute your brand with so many fashion nova posts that old navy is never going to work with you right so you have to be careful I mean you can't just like you know that's why I like stories because I think that that's kind of the subtle way to like get brands attention and it disappears you know can you talk a little bit about like the ethics of disclosures? As I'm not sure if you're familiar with how TikTok now is posting like eligible for commission and that must affect uh, you know, deals and if people are buying things from your clients. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you think of the guidelines and being transparent in that way? Yeah, well, I mean, I think first of all, like it totally makes sense that like you should tell, I mean, I guess I've known no difference, right? Like you have to tell your audience that it's, that you're a partner and that's just the FTC guidelines of Mm -hmm. social media and this world that we're in. What's tricky is that obviously some brands like do try to get around it too, which is like unfair because I feel like that's just like legally not what works. And quite frankly, it's hard because like a lot of talent, like, don't want them right because then right. it doesn't look organic like exactly. especially if it's like a clothing brand mm-hmm. like it could be organic you know but I've actually I actually saw like sort of a recent interesting way and I'll share it like of doing things like I had a client or have a brand paying one of my clients to do like six TikToks over the next six months and three of them she doesn't have to tag them 
she's just like including the packaging like in a get ready with me or something and I think that was strategic, right? Yeah, like, that's of course. That's cool, I guess. For sure. In, in my opinion, when I see TikToks and I see like eligible for commission scroll. or sponsored, I exactly, mm-hmm. I scroll, scroll because I like organic content. So I think something like what you just described as just, it's like basically product placement, right? Yeah. As yeah. opposed to eligible for commission. There's mm-hmm. something like psychologically where I think people or audiences for these people don't want to see that they're making money because there's an inauthenticity to it and that's like the platform too because i find myself on instagram liking ads and i'm like what did i do (laughs) but i would never look an ad on tiktok (laughs) right maybe it's more maybe tiktok's ads are like more obvious like i don't Mm -hmm. they are i think the best ads are the ones that you can't tell are really ads like they'll use the trends but i think because of these guidelines like it's clearly tagged like you can make commission or this is sponsored by so-and-so but someone like I, we always use the example of duolingo who's a brand who oh, yeah yeah who just does it so well you know and cr- gets their brand out there and like speaks in their own voice and doesn't need it, to do paid sponsored content i feel like this is gonna be like a thing like now that we're talking about it like you're totally right it's kind of like product placement and i feel like that will be a thing moving forward because even like all of any time that you even tag something on tiktok it doesn't do well Mm, like tiktok's like like nope no views you know like and that's (laughs) what i see with instagram too i feel like and all these and i mean there's definitely something to be said about maybe the content's just not that entertaining but like you know i mean well i think with reality stars and i don't know how you navigate this either but like they're definitely known for the way they make money after the reality show is just like peddling content, like doing spawn nonstop. So like you're kind of expecting it when yeah. you're seeing their yeah. content anyway. Um, do yeah. they try to make, do they try to tone that down a little or are they just like, whatever, let's lean in. I think it depends on the person, honestly, because I have some clients that are like, no, I don't want, like I only want to post like one, one ad a week or you know, one a month, like, I mean, mm-hmm. it just depends on who it is, what their financial situation is, right? And like, what's going on. But what I will tell you is that like, I try to do my best as a manager to like spread out ads as much as I can, depending on how busy they are. Mm-hmm. So like, if they're super busy one month, like I'm unfortunately doing an ad like every other day. And like, yes, could they say no to some of these things and not do as many ads? A hundred percent. But also I support some of those people that do post ads every other day because those are the girls. I do say girls because I feel like that's mostly girls and women (laughs) um, that are doing ads every other day. But I support them because they are posting 20 organic stories every day Mm -hmm. and they're posting Mm -hmm. in feed every day that they are giving their audience enough content where it doesn't look too addy because Mm -hmm. they're posting so much organic. Right. You know? So I think it just depends on how much organic you can kind of shoot out there too of content. And that's why, I mean, I've I've been getting really frustrated because I feel like I'm talking about it a bit more recently, but I get so annoyed with people after the, after the, you know, after reality TV and just in general, my clients of like how hard it is. And it's not just one person that I'm talking about. It's a lot to get 
people to post organic content. Like Mm -hmm. to me, it's their full-time job. Like it should be their full-time job. They should be posting, you know? And like, if you post every day, then you can post three ads a week too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, I think, think, yeah, this is a good, we had a question about like mistakes. I think this is a good segue to that. Like, what are some mistakes that content creators make when, and we were saying specifically with pursuing brand partnerships. So I maybe not posting enough could be one of them. Are there any other ones? Yeah, I think like not posting enough is like the number one thing, but like also making sure that it's like quality content. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing that we talked about before, which is like really valid is is, like being careful what brands you are attaching yourself to, because you never know. Number one, we've had seen situations recently where like brands are canceled. So like Mm -hmm. you don't want to be associated with those brands. And like, also if you're working with Pandora, then you're probably not going to get the Spotify campaign that you've always dreamed about, you know? And like, so just, trying to think about like i don't know like when i get a tequila campaign and it's you know they have exclusivity for three months i'm like do you think that we'll get another tequila like i have to think about that you know like is something better gonna come along so yeah i mean i think that those are all kind of examples of mistakes that could be made yeah it sounds like you need a balance of the right amount of posting and then the right amount of like lead way into like thinking about what brands to work with. So when you think about that, like kind of lead way, is it a five-year plan do you do? Is it, is it a short-term plan or is it, is there, is there a formula or is it just totally different for everyone? I, I think it's totally different for everyone, but I like strongly do believe like if you can get your head in the game and like work full time on social media and like really try and like post every day and engage with your audience and constantly creating content, honestly, like becoming organized, right? Like your brand and your new business after these TV shows. So like treat it like a business, invest in yourself, get photographers, get videographers if you can't do it yourself. Hire someone, an intern, whoever, to post Mm -hmm. for you if you don't want to be the one posting. You know, like, I do believe that you can, I mean, depending on the way that you come off the TV show. Right. (laughs) Because sometimes you're not, you're uh, dealt with a hand of cards that is not that great. Harder to deal with, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just based on the edit and stuff. But I think in general, like, I've seen situations where it's like you can kind of like even deter like remove yourself from the reality tv world and like just focus on another brand like branding yourself somewhere else and not feed into the reality tv space do you have any examples of that like someone or anyone on tiktok i'm trying to think of one who like started as reality tv and now is just a tiktok star actually my client went on another podcast like because of this and it's brett robinson I don't know if you know, do you know who that is? No, no. Like, and this is the first person that came to mind because he went on Big Brother and then he became a TikToker. And by TikToker, I mean like he has like 600,000 followers, maybe more now, but then he went on the circle, which like I've never seen Big Brother go on the circle. So that was like cool in of itself. But he said a lot of people now, like they just recognize him from TikTok and not like the reality TV shows that they're on. 
Oh, I'm looking. Yeah. I feel like I recognize his face, but I don't know. He might just, I don't know. No, but you might know him from yeah. TikTok. From TikTok, yeah. yeah. Because he hangs out with, like, David Dobrik and, mm-hmm. like, the, mm-hmm. some of those guys that I don't know the names to. <laughs> I, I always think of Bethany Frankel, who is oh, a reality yes. star mm-hmm. and parlayed her career now. I can't not see her on TikTok She's or so... even on Instagram. And she's pretty, like, I would say she's a little controversial on TikTok mm-hmm. uh, because she has a lot of hot takes. But I don't know if she's making money from TikTok. I hope she is because it seems like she's made it her full-time career because that's all I see her. It's like she had a failed HBO Max show. Like, she's not on TV anymore. She's solely on on TikTok. On TikTok. She yeah. went to Olive Garden, and I feel like that. Yeah. Ha- but then again, it's like, if there wasn't views. an ad. Right, right. Although now with this compensation, like eligible for compensation, maybe that was because it wasn't, it was before they put the eligible for compensation tag. But like her entire video was about Olive Garden and like the menu. <laughs> and I but I mean, it. it's interesting because mm-hmm. like that stuff's like relatable too, whether it's like an ad or not, like mm-hmm. especially chains like that where like a lot of people go, you know, to like all these different chains. And like, honestly, it kind of shows that she like is open to like working with food brands. Cause I always think yeah. like if you, if you're posting food and menus and stuff, then like you're definitely going to have a better chance of actually getting campaigns around that too. Mm-hmm. I guess in terms of like authenticity, what do you think is important when they're working on sponsored content? What do you tell the people that you're working with in terms of maintaining authenticity? Do you think it's important and sponsored I mean, content? I know it's really hard. I like, I'm feeling, I'm actually have, I mean, I guess this could be any day that we filmed, but I've like had a lot of drama today around <laughs> like authenticity. And I think that this, it actually happens like often. But it's the situation where, like, look, I, as a manager, always give as much details as I can to my talent of, like, here's the brand, here's the products that we're promoting, here's how much you're getting paid, the deliverables, like, do you want to do it, you know? And some, in some talent I mean most talent like that I work with now because everyone that I work with like is typically really great with this and like we have conversations around it will just be like hey like can I try the products before like I'm not gonna say yes unless I try it and others will just say yes right and are not gonna try it and others will be like yes I want to do it and then like throw a fit like today about how they didn't talk about all the products and how the brand wants them to talk about all the products. And I'm getting in trouble because like, she doesn't want to talk about more than one product because she only likes one of them or is going to only use one of them. And so my problem with that is that like, I think you just have to be upfront from the get go of Mm -hmm. like, if you like the brand, then do it. And if you, if you don't know if you like the brand and you want the money, then just do it too. (laughs) But if you're going to be a little picky about it and you're not sure if it works and you want to stay authentic to your audience, I'm going to support that. But like, let's pass from the gecko, right? Yeah. So it's this thing of like, it's really depends on the person. And I think that's not the best answer because I think as a follower, like watching your favorite influencers and like everyone listening, watching your favorite influencers, like 
does the person actually like the product? Mm -hmm. Like I would say like 90% of the chance I don't really want my client. I will say don't really like, I don't want my client to say yes to something unless they're going to use it. Mm -hmm. And like, also if it's a really weird brand, like I won't even bring the opportunity to my clients because like, I don't want them to do that. I think that that gets extremely hard for like skincare and things like Mm -hmm. that because something that's going to work for one person might not work for another. Right. Yeah. Like especially with skincare and makeup and stuff like that. Well, also how do you even know if you like it if you haven't tried it yet? Right. Yeah. So, no. Well, yeah. and that's the other thing is, is that I was telling the brand actually, which it was like a good learning moment, I think, for all of us. Because I told the brand, I go, look, like skincare is really hard. You know, mm-hmm. like you, like most of the brands that I work with in skincare, like they don't even want to work with the talent unless they've tried it and approved it and liked mm-hmm. it. And like sometimes the process takes three months, but like it's hard because like also a viewer wouldn't know that. Right. Like, I wish it's like, it's hard. It's like, how do you know which brands go through that whole process and which brands don't, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's really um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's like, how do you, do you feel like you're more attuned to like be critical, not critical, but like when you're watching Instagram or TikTok or any sort of content now that you're like, you know what they're selling you. Can you tell that they're trying to sell you things? Yeah, but I mean, mostly because of, like, the, like, hashtags and, like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, like, I know when it's an ad from the get-go. Like, do I ever, like, really buy into it? Like, not necessarily. But there are times where, like, I mean, I would say every time I'm at Target, like, if I'm deciding between a toothbrush brand or whatever, like I'm going to go with the one that like I've worked with before, you know, Mm -hmm. or like, like, so like, I do feel like everyone, whether you're in the world or not, like you are influenced by things that you see on social media, whether you're in store or, or online. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting that name into your head, you know, like, I feel like we've had all the awareness. Yeah. And that's why I get so mad when like, brands just like look for sales only because like really this is so much like influencer marketing is so much more than that Mm -hmm. it's you're paying for the content you're paying for like the creator and like the model and the videographer all in one you know like you're paying for all these different things and it's like it's not just for the sales unfortunately because it's more of a long-term thing yeah and influencer marketing is just so unpredictable. So how can people prepare for the future? And do you have any predictions for 2023, 2024? Yeah, I mean, look, my, I said it before and I'll say it again. Like, if you're not doing video content, like you will not be making money in a year from now. You have to get on video content and you have to be comfortable in front of the camera for that stuff too, you know, and like, and start playing around with that. Cause it can't just be ads is the only time that you do a reel, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For so. sure. Oh, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that where it would be <laughs> really be weird so if every time you did a reel, you're like, yeah. hmm, that's an ad. Okay. That's what I was saying. Like, organic. Or TikTok. Yeah, recently with this girl, which I, I don't really have it often, but I did notice I would go, girl, like, you're posting a real ad, like, every other, like, twice a week, and you're not posting any other reels. So, like, you look in the real feed, 
and mm-hmm. it's like all reels I mean all ads and I yes. was like you need to like like let's do get ready with me like just like think of some stuff that you can do like kind of vibey at home or like whatever their brand is mm-hmm. I mean I think my client McKenna does like a great job at like putting out organic content of like just stuff when she's at home Mm -hmm. and it's not even like you're traveling. Yeah, totally. You know, like that you have to travel, right? Like there's so much like relatable content that you can make at home. I mean, do you guys follow that couple? What is their name? Alexandra and John. No. I feel like you would know know who they are. Are they on TikTok? I feel like they're on TikTok too, but I like know more of them more. Oh, Alex and John. Yes. Yeah. John yeah, they do them? really funny content. Yeah. Wait, is it John yes. and Alex? Give it to me straight. Probably. Uh, this I just looks like... like a podcast. Well, no, they no, do it's... have a podcast too, but they're individual pages. So you have to find them after this. Like her name's Alexandra Madison. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All they do is content at their house. Like, yep. it's right. not like you have to go anything. Like, you just have to figure out organic content that's like bomb and like relatable to people are these people already reality stars or are they no they're content creators creators. okay it looks though that they're i don't even know if they're tiktok creators i think they might just be instagram no they're they're big on tiktok i think they're they're big on tiktok yeah they're huge i'm gonna look right now they have 1.9 million followers alexandra madison Alex yeah Martin. yeah and she husband and wife a... filmmakers podcaster yeah so uh-huh. they each have a huge following and their stuff's really funny oh and like high quality yeah like, yeah you know it's like mm-hmm. good quality content mm-hmm. yeah when like, you have like, like they're... nice images yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> no i know but you'll have to go look at them after because they are very entertaining and me and my fiance love them so do you watch tiktok yourself and keep up with the trends you know, kind of like it's so funny that you ask that because I mostly like to say that I like just handle ads, but it's hard because like when I watch a reel, like I'll share it with my clients and stuff. And especially recently, I've been getting on some little high because I keep sending my client like reels to do, and then she does them and they go viral. So then I'm like, See, wait, amazing. is yeah. this gonna be my new job? Like I'm just gonna <laughs> send all my ideas to her and yeah. she'll do it. Do you feel like you see most of the TikTok trends when they come across on Instagram on Reels or do you see them on TikTok? I Okay, so like I literally feel like I don't go on TikTok. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like so hard. But this is like good because it's like different perspective. But like mm-hmm. I see stuff on Reels and I've heard in the past that like Reels get it like later yes that's, that's like the famous yes. joke yeah like a month later like yeah. the joke <laughs> is that people on reels are just learning about the submersible now yeah. well, so honestly, yeah. i could make sense why like most of her stuff is going viral on reels because like i see it right away and then the tiktok she'll post it on tiktok and it doesn't do well and i'm like mm-hmm. maybe because it's like a month old yeah <laughs> exactly i would say more often than not but oftentimes you'll see on reels like that it's a reposted tiktok yeah yeah so okay i need to like i i'm gonna make it a point and i told myself this when tiktok came out but i haven't done it like literally although it's impossible to only spend 10 minutes a day on tiktok but like i feel like i have to because it's just like like i always learn stuff Mm -hmm. even about the social media world because i feel like that's what ends up being on my tiktok is like all these like brand deals talk or like 
even I mean right now I have wedding TikTok so like I ended up getting a new account because I'm really over the wedding planning Mm -hmm. stuff right the Uh, algorithm learns you yeah yes one piece of advice that someone told me to do when I started wedding planning is like create a new account for TikTok like for when that's because every time I would go to bed and open it I'd get really stressed out because it was all wedding planning stuff. Well, you got to train your algorithm with TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how you make different accounts. I don't get any wedding content on TikTok, but I do get wedding content on Instagram because that's where I let my algorithm just like do insane things that I would (laughs) never. TikTok is for elite comedy, and Instagram for me is for like things that I would never normally engage with, like wedding content. And I won. So, no, yeah. but that's like what I get. So I'm like, okay, let me like go back to it and just see like couple stuff. Cause honestly, that's like what's really good. I feel like for my clients anyway is like the couple stuff. Cause yeah. like, that's what does well or like family content. So I got to get on that for sure. Yeah. Do you have a dream client or dream brand that you want to work with in the future? Ooh. Um, I would say, you know, I've worked with a lot of my dream brands, which is really cool. Like I used to say McDonald's for some reason, but then I did McDonald's. So I'm trying to think of like a dream brand for one of my clients. Honestly, it's like, it's mostly like if it's a dream of theirs Mm -hmm. that makes me excited. You know what I mean? What are they, what are they like into? Like for me, I would say Spindrift. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, like why do you get yeah like I mean some of them are like Lululemon Mm -hmm. or like Adidas or Nike right like right the big sort of brand deals or Crocs like I have a family like super into Crocs that like their dream brand deals Crocs um I have a girl that's like obsessed with Dunkin Donuts that's kind of probably why I mentioned it earlier Mm -hmm. that like she would just love to do something and she actually did with like Grubhub and Dunkin but like kind of counted um, but those are the things that make me really excited. And then dream clients, I feel like I've worked with a few of my dream clients, which is really exciting. Like I always wanted to work with the bachelorettes mm-hmm. or like any bachelor or bachelorette and I've mm-hmm. done that. Or like, you know, I'll, I'll think about it as like, oh, I want to work with the couple that got engaged on Love is Blind or the couple on Bachelor mm-hmm. in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with those. I think for me, like my next sort of, career goals is like even though I didn't I know want to work with like actors and actresses before I think like trying to be more open to like more celebrity status of mm-hmm. of talent or even like large TikTok following people that I like don't even know who they are and like getting more involved with that and surprisingly I know I keep talking about this but like like surprisingly foodies do really well so yes. like I'm super open to like working with more foodies but they're a lot of work oh just because there's so much going on they have to create recipes it's like a Uh, whole thing oh you mean like the food the food creators yeah i mean those videos take so much time to film because you have to film every step and i feel like i've just been like learning so much like about charging more for my clients especially the more busy they get or depending on the month but like yeah it's a lot of work for them for sure. Is there transparency across the industry in terms of charging? Like, do you talk to other managers who say like, oh, McDonald's charged this much and now I can charge this much? Like, I would say not really about like 
across managers, I think the biggest, the biggest, one of the biggest um, advantages of having a manager is the fact that they work with multiple different talent Mm -hmm. around the same sort of realm that they're in so that like we know what we can charge based on what we charge for other talent. Um, But I think that there's so much that goes into it still. Like, I mean, look at like, you know, we were just talking about the foodie, like she has to make a recipe and a script and like get groceries and like do all that stuff still where there's a lot that goes into it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that that stuff is always tricky, but a lot of the, I would say more so I do look towards like the brand even to like tell me, like if I don't want my client to like lose out on opportunity, I'll be like, Hey, like this is typically how much we charge, but like, let me know because like, they really want to be like, do this campaign. Mm -hmm. And even I'll ask them like, what's the budget? And like a lot of brands don't want to say it, but I'm like, no, like, I don't want to like scary, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to like do too much kind of thing. Are there any questions we haven't asked you that you think would be good? I don't think so. I feel like it was so fun because we got to talk about like a lot of the day-to-day stuff versus just like, you know, how I started. (laughs) Well, yeah, this has been awesome. I think it'll be super helpful for influencers and managers and people on TikTok to people who run a TikTok podcast who'd never post on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> who needs who needs who needs sponsorships. So if you have ideas for us, we'll take we'll take ideas. I gotta um, get my coveted spindrift sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but, you better start posting them organically oh, and like there you go. creating cool content with it. It's a full time so, job. But that's the thing is if you can show them like, oh, here's this reel that I made with this like drink and like with Spindrift, like they might be into like paying for your content. I have, yeah. I feel like I don't have any followers and like people are down. Like if I create a cute photo or whatever, like people are down, like they'll pay for usage. You don't know. Wow. Yeah. That's you know? good advice. Yeah. yeah. Where, where can people find you on social media or follow we're, you? We're all models, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can find me at Courtney Bagby. I will be changing my name soon once I'm married, but I feel like the more helpful page is probably Little Red Management, which is Little Red and then MGMT. We mostly post like a lot of like social media tips on there and some TikTok and Instagram stuff. Um, and then we also just like post our clients and like some of the fun campaigns that we're doing. So you can always see what we're up to and that's where you can find me email me if you need anything that's my probably favorite way to keep in touch and yeah that's awesome well thank you so much we really appreciate your time of course thank you guys